Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. And today I'm joined by Chris Summers, who I haven't seen in person in a while, nor had on the podcast. Happy in, New Year, Owen. In a while. Happy New Year to you. Did you have a good Valentine's Day, yeah? Good Christmas as well. Good, yeah, yeah, good Hanukkah, good family. Good Was it Chinese family. New Year as well? Um, that's, I don't know, actually. I'll have to look into that. We'll look into that. Yeah. One thing that is coming up is the Choice Prize, which is announced on Thursday, March the 3rd. You excited about the Choice Prize? Album of the Year 2015. You only say that because no one else can see how excited I am jumping up and down in my chair here. And, but you you know, you just carry all that excitement in your voice as well. Yeah, the creaking, the chair, it's, I really need to contain myself. <laughs> Pour out that second coffee. So this is the 11th year, 12th year of the choice. It started in 2005 or six, I believe. Yeah. It was the meteor choice though back then, wasn't it? When, you know. No, Meteor came on board a couple of years in and oh, really? was they it, subsequently left. <laughs> was, <laughs> was it the Choice Prize, then the Meteor Choice Prize, then the Choice Prize again, do you know? Or? Yeah, because they don't have any sponsorship this year. Oh. So I think today if I'm sponsoring the Song of the Year, mm. um, but they don't have any, yeah, I don't know. Ah, okay, all the chips fall into place. I guess, I guess the big conglomerate Meteor, which is now Virgin? Three. three? I yeah, think it was three. him. I must have just decided, oh, this Irish music, we're not getting enough back out of it as we thought we might. This isn't quite the the uh, the, the fatted calf that we made, <laughs> yeah. that it was made out to be by uh, Imro. I don't know how they could have thought that it would be anything other than that. So the first choice prize was for 2005. Julie Feeney's yes, 13 Julie songs Feeney won. won the first one. Um, and so now we're up to the album for 2015. So I'm not going to count how Is many it it's 2005, been. 2015? Yeah, 10 years. That'd be 10. 12? 11? 10 minus 10? 15, or 10 from 15. Okay. There we go. <laughs> um, so yeah, you do you pay much attention to, as in past winners, as in if you were to look up, um, oh, what were some Irish albums that were out in 2007? Would the Choice Prize be like your first kind of port of call? 2007, I kind of only just would have been starting to get some sort of... Uh, uh, Irish music was only just kind of coming onto my radar in the kind of independent sense or kind of acts that weren't huge, you know. So, um, try to, did John Spillane win a Meteor Award? Oh, a Meteor oh, that's Award. That's a Meteor Award. Oh. Yeah, they're like the Irish version of the Brits, which are, <laughs> yeah. Um, so As in Ronan Keating probably has a couple of... Of, He's uh, got a meteors. couple of meteors stashed did, under his bed. Did you hear about Ronan Keating over the weekend? 203 copies of his first album sold. But he's number three. Or were you, You're you pulling up four um, fingers. Four people streamed his album. Four people streamed oh, his album. yeah, yeah, yeah. Streaming is the future, guys. But yeah. just not for Ronan Keating. <laughs> Ronan Keating and his on title. Um, <laughs> I did. I saw that 203 people bought it. But four, when it said four streamed it, I just thought, oh, they must mean like... On Spotify Premium or something, I'm sure loads yeah. of people did. But it's number three in the UK charts. Is it? Yeah. See, that's the part that they leave out because I <laughs> know, you know, why would you want to watch an Irish person succeed, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, so that was pretty mad. Like I was, I felt kind of bad for him that I thought he's fucking three in the Irish charts. Well, grand, good for him. Yeah. Um, but, oh yeah, but you wouldn't... I <laughs> just uh, Maybe people bought it over there because they thought he was Keith Duffy from Coronation Street. <laughs> We're just one big Irish mass, one big Irish blur. 
But you wouldn't um, go go to the choice prize, or you would go to the choice prize, you know, just to see uh, what's what was big in Ireland in two thousand and seven, eight, nine. Would I have gone? No, it wouldn't have been on my radar, I don't think. And I would have been in school. It would have been very irresponsible for me to go to the city on my own. But um, I, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't only really have cropped up my radar kind of in the last uh, five years or whatever. Kind of would have got more into playing in bands and stuff like that. And uh, it just kind of pops into your awareness somewhat. And the politics of it. I was going to u- avoid using that word politics. Um, but to be fair, in their mission statement, it's kind of from from what I can gather, it seem it's it's kind of designed to to invite discussion and debate, um, and maybe controversy. Yeah, um, I mean, I suppose so. But uh, in the past couple of years, the controversy has been completely lessened. As in, before there was um, around two thousand and nine, I guess maybe when people were arguing that David Kitt's album should have been nominated and it wasn't. And people, well, mainly it was kind of on Jim Garrell's On The Record blog, which, you know, was for a couple of years, you know, the place to go for, you know, arguing about music in Ireland or whatever. Um, Where do people go now? I don't know. I think that people have just kind of drifted away. If they don't have a common place to meet, uh, I'm not really sure. Yeah. um, But yeah, there was a lot of, complaints and arguing about David Kitt not being on the shortlist so much so that David Kitt actually commented on the blog as well really really long post yeah I should have see if I was prepared if you were a journalist of some kind if I was some sort of journalist and dealt in facts (laughs) I would have I would have had it with me but um but yeah so the 2015 album of the year uh was announced uh at the start of January Mm. And the winner is going to be revealed at a live show at Vicker Street on March 3rd. You want to hear the shortlist? Yes, let's bring that shortlist to the okay. radio land. I mean, we might talk about a couple of the albums in there, all of the albums in there, or brush past most of the albums. Uh, so Girl Band, Holding Hands with Jamie, Ham Sandwich, Stories from the Surface, Gavin James, Bitter Pill, Jape with This Chemical C, who's going for a hat trick. Yeah, yeah this, would be, this would be his third one if he gets it. The Galaxy are up for Le Club, their second album. Colin McAnimera is up for And Now the Weather. Roisin Murphy is up for Hairless Toys. Soak, who also got nominated for the Mercury Prize in England, oh, yeah. is up for Before We Forgot How to Dream. Villagers are up for Darling Arithmetic. They're going for their second win. And Young Wonder from Cork are up for Birth, their debut album. So there wasn't that much of a controversy about that shortlist. I think, you know, People who always like complaining in Irish music were kind of sitting at their keyboard just going, oh, what a typical choice short, you know, like at 2.59 or something before the shortlist is announced, they're like, oh, what a typical choice shortlist, blah, blah, blah. These are the albums that they forgot. Whereas I think a lot of people are kind of like, well, they kind of got a lot of it, you know, it was kind of predictable. Yeah, the bases are fairly rounded there. Um, I don't know, when I think of controversy, I kind of think last year you've got was it uh, Apex Twin, Cyro? Yeah. What the hell was that doing there? Richard D. James. Well, people Irish, I mean, people don't know if he's from Limerick or not. Like, they genuinely don't know. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if he wasn't. Um, I get from what I've read online from various sources, but then again, what can you trust? Because it is Richard D. James and he likes being all elusive. Um, what the hell was he doing on an Irish awards list? Like, I mean, he's never claim to be Irish as far as I can tell or is certainly not carrying a tricolor over his head not that all the other artists who are nominated are but like 
he's an English artist. Like let's call let's call a spade a spade. And it was the same story with my bloody Valentine two thousand thirteen. So oh yeah, this is really pushing it, lads. But they're they're still based in Ireland, aren't they? Kevin Shields lives here, but like two of them are Irish, two are English. They made their success in England when they were living in England, and they'd already moved country at least once. They were living in Holland for um, a short time before they'd lived in England. But like, you know, so okay, there's lineage there and all that, but according to the kind of choice mission statement, the uh, Choice Music Awards is supposed to, or Music Award is supposed to uh, be the album, go to the album that best reflects uh, the state of Irish music that year. And like, is Aphex, was Aphex Twin the state of Irish music that year yeah. as nominations go? Or My Bloody Valentine? <laughs> <laughs> well, last year's shortlist just bring it up there um the gloaming one and it was a pretty saturine uh shortlist you two the riptide movement damien rice which i actually do think is quite a good album um hosier and apex twin it's very kind of like oh come on lads you know trying to be a little bit more exciting so i think straight away you see girl band on the shortlist which every you know came out and everybody was mm. predicting that it would win the shortlist and that's instantly um more exciting than pretty much anything on last, last year. year's shortlist. Maybe last year was kind of like an attempt, uh, or maybe maybe it wasn't necessarily an attempt. Maybe it was just something that happened that uh, they're trying to steer mo- a kind of a more mainstream audience towards the award show because yeah. at the end of the day, you know, you've got um, a lot of independent bands or rather kind of like, you know, it's, I don't think it would necessarily be a very, super well-known award or uh, i don't know how much clout would carry with your average radio listener um and like the list the what you read for last year's shortlist was kind of a a who's who of who's going to be on the cover of hot press as opposed to who's who who's going to be playing the workman's on friday night for a tenor in yeah so like i mean it is a short a a judging panel sorry of about 10 people i think one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven oh twelve people this year and with tony clayton lay as the kind of the chair of of that judging panel so it's like on the day on march 3rd the judges all get together and they chat about the shortlist and try and come up with a winner and i mean again like another criticism leveled at it is that it's all kind of you know the judges are kind of around the same kind of niche, you know, you know, mm. looking at them that, oh, sh- she's into indie, he's into yeah. um, U2 or whatever. But uh, I don't know. I think the, the shortlist is quite good. You know, there's people in there who you wouldn't know straight away and hopefully it would get people um, searching for them on Spotify or something. The likes of Young Wonder, I guess, wouldn't have that big a profile as compared to the likes of the Galaxy or something. Yeah, that's that's quite true. At least maybe not in Ireland. I imagine Young Wonder probably do better outside of Ireland in terms of the kind of exposure that you're talking, or you know, levels of ex- exposure. Early Galaxy would certainly be a much more Irish kind of entity or kind of well-known entity in Ireland. Yeah, and I mean, you get a ten a check for ten grand, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for winning it, I don't know, like how much some of the bands would kind of care about that i guess that they're oh if you're in a band you want 10 grand yeah <laughs> yeah do you not want 10 grand would uh, you, do, you know i don't know i suppose for... like uh, you think about more of the bigger bands i guess mm. and they would probably well in previous years i guess any band nowadays would jump at the chance of 10 grand in their pocket um 
but yeah, there's there's a live event at Vicker Street as well on the night. Um, Gavin James, who's up for Song of the Year. Um, I don't know if we need to talk about Song of the Year, do we? Um, I think I think it'd be worth dipping into and having a, a at least casting one scorn for look at. I'm only teasing everyone. Um, yeah, no, I think it'd be worth discussing. Now? Go for it. You've got the shortlist. Uh, will, will I call them out again? Do you want to read them out? Um, yeah, let's I'll, give, let's, I'll, I'll read them out. So the, the shortlist so the people, for the song of the year. I don't want people um, getting tired of my voice, you know. Absolutely not. Um, the Academic, Different, All Twins, Thank You, The Coronas, How This Goes, Dahi, Mary Keane's Introduction, Fight Like Apes, Pretty Keen on Centerfold, Hosier, Someone New, you might not have heard of him, uh, Gavin James, Bitter Pill, Codaline, Ready, Other Kin, AA, or II, um, Pleasure Beach, Go. So um, I'm trying to think, did they have a song, like has, has, has there always been a song uh, of the year award in tandem or this seems to me to be something that's fairly recent? I, th- I think it started uh, the year Del Rento's won, also the year that I was a judge on the Choice Prize. Gavin James won the first song of the year and I think it was decided by people online. You voted online, so mm-hmm. like we had nothing to do with it, The you know. The, the judging panel was just for the album of the year. So Gavin James, who also performed that night, I think, he performed that song. He won for, I don't know, whatever his song was called. <laughs> um, and and yeah, like, as you can probably tell, like, it's a much more mainstream, um, sh- is mainstream the right word? I think commercial? Commercial. You yeah. know, well, yeah, I think those are both. Yeah, I think you could use either word uh, to describe the kind of... Uh, the contenders for for the song of the year as opposed to the album it's kind of decided with radio play um in mind and you you do vote online as well for your favorite so you presume like the biggest band or the biggest band online is going to win as in hosier surely yeah well for, for a song which i presume is like two years old uh yes that is speaking of calves fatted or otherwise that one is being milked yeah. Uh, really well um, Yeah it must be Because he hasn't done any standalone releases Since the album as far as I can remember And it's mad that he That he doesn't need to He's still selling oh, out yeah. everywhere Just based on one song Yeah yeah Not yeah. even one album one song One song one video the whole You know like you can You can really boil it down to To just that I mean didn't Because the song came out or The EP came out with that song on it Mm. didn't really do the business i know there was like you know legendary he played a gig in the pav and no one was there yeah Um, i think 23 people were there yeah emmett o'brien who you know as well uh who's a writer um told me he was at that i'm gonna uh, i hope he doesn't kill me for this he was at that gig on a kind of a date and apparently um at the end of the gig hosier said there there were very few people at the gig uh, and there was a guy there who was kind of obviously trying to woo somebody else or no, there was another person that there was a, like nobody that he knew. There was some guy there trying to woo this girl at the end. Hosier said, oh, thank you very much. And this guy just turned to him at the end, like in front of him and said, no, thank you. Um, I wonder where he is now. I wonder where they both are now. Uh, but what was the question? I think that we were just talking oh, about yeah, a, two-year, a two-year-old song or uh, um, on, on the shortest prize for this year. Our, our first song of the year this year or last year sorry yeah because yeah yeah i mean there's not one definitive song that i would say oh that should win um maybe other kins aa which is pretty good yeah it's good it's really good kind of garagey grungy pop and i know the lads like i mean 
um, it's 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 still the wheel, but it rolls nicely. Um, so the live event, Gavin James uh, is going to be playing on the night. Ham Sandwich, uh, Le Galaxy, Colin McInimera, Soak, Villagers, and the Academic, All Twins, Dawhee, Fight Like Apes, Otherkin, and Pleasure Beach. Mm. So they're all playing on the night. I think that they're all going to do like max of 10 minute sets. Yeah, I think it's two songs per band usually. That's the cover. At least that's what I remember from watching coverage from 2000 and when, 2013. Very good. And yeah, it's all streamed on the Paul McLoon Show. Streamed? It's all going to be on the Paul McLoon Show on Today FM. Streamed live on radio. Or broadcast live. live. Yeah, broadcast live. That's the word. Remember that thing, radio? That's the word. So uh, you've actually been on the podcast before talking about girl bands holding hands with Jamie. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that we would both say that that's going to be, you know, in the judge's mind, that's probably going to be the the odds on favorite. One would like to think so, but then again, the mandate of the choice is that it's supposed to be the album that best reflects Irish music. And if you look at Curl Band's album, you don't think, oh, we're fucked, <laughs> um, which may be a bit glib. Uh, but yeah, I'd hope it's the uh, I, I'd hope it's the favorite twin because I think I do think it's the most interesting album on there. And is it the most well? Yeah, is it the most indicative of Irish music? I or Irish music last year I wouldn't say so but I don't think not winning a prize for that would be the worst thing in the world I I, I kind of got hung up on that uh, kind of description of the choice prize you know it's not for it says it in it's about page or something yeah. but it's not actually for album of the year even though that's kind of what it's marketed yeah. it as it's for like the, the album that best reflects Ireland mm. but see that only really happens you know in, in kind of three year cycles as in all the producers you know there's a lot fewer producers than there were even two years ago as mm. in from like I don't know there there must have been someone who just kind of sparked everybody being producers and now post Hosier we're living in a post Hosier Ireland <laughs> um, it's all singer songwriters like yeah. there's so many of them I mean even Gavin James is you know kind of I don't think he'd be as big as he is or even doing as well outside Ireland as he is if it wasn't for Hosier definitely not no I mean he certainly has helped with the uh, the singer-songwriter contingent coming out of the the, the woodwork in the last while and yeah people are it's it's I wouldn't say it's specific to artists I wouldn't say there are more of them than before I just think they're more now more marketable you know he's from the same country as Hosier he's like you know that kind of thing you know it's the, I think copycats and uh, particularly of like a, song, a singer songwriter with with his kind of style have always been around maybe not with his kind of writing ability um, like they're always around but it's just oh that's the big thing and then it becomes kind of marketed by kind of you know labels are suddenly on the hunt for the next Hosier um, because that's the only thing that's going to be as good as Hosier you know and and it sounds like it's just going to turn Ireland back into, um, you know, the Whelans of 2000, you know, like around the time of the frames. Yeah. Getting big and Glenn Hansard and friends kind of propping up the barrel. Glenn Hansard and friends. Wow. That is an excellent expression. I will, uh, for a few different things, I'll remember that. Sorry. I told and Glenn aside. Hansard, who I also kind of like, I think he's okay. Um, no, he's better than okay. Uh, ham sandwich, stories from the surface. 
um, not a band that I would really listen to. And I think that we can brush past a couple of these, can we? In the interest of fairness, I think it would be good to, to try and at least fillet uh, all of them a little bit. Okay. Oh, we had ham sandwich. Yeah. Cool. Uh, who's next? <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. I Not my thing. Um, kind of just, yeah, just n- doesn't click with me. I, I, I don't get it. The courses aren't coursey enough and i don't yeah i don't know they just kind of remind me of you know these kind of irish bands who are so forgettable that i can't even think of any names apart from a band called uh key west i don't know if you remember them and there was another band who i had the misfortune of seeing their whole set uh in dolan's in limerick one night and they had a keytar for most of it and (laughs) it was it was really terrible they're the type of bands that i think of when i think of ham sandwich and I, i saw ham sandwich in Meeting House Square is part of like... Hardworking uh, class heroes. Yeah, something yeah. like that, yeah. Good lights at. <laughs> Great lights. Fantastic Great lights, lights. That's yeah. what you want out of your, your bands. Great lights. Yeah, just, I don't know, they seem to be kind of like a testament to stick around for long enough and something might happen. I don't know, they they carry, they seem to carry well live. They certainly have a good following live, but I just, uh, not. Nah. Uh, Gavin James is probably the most commercial, certainly the one on kind of a major label. He's released Bitter Pill on Warner Music Ireland. Well, the Galaxy are on Universal as well, I guess. Um, Universal Ireland. Are they, are you the Galaxy are on Universal Ireland as well? Universal Music Ireland, yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, Gavin James, who we've kind of talked about, he's just kind of like, you'd put on if, <laughs> if you don't have your hosier album to hand, I guess. Bitter Phil um, seems like a nice guy. <laughs> well, I'm sure they're all nice fellas and gals. Um, sorry, it's very smart. Uh, yeah, I don't. Th- it's not something that I don't that that ever really has appealed to me. That kind of that type of music. It's like fairly inoffensive. Um, I'm sure you could make a really topical and ironic joke about the title Bitter Pill, but. Um, not not this morning. Yeah, we're we're not that type of, of podcast. No. <laughs> uh Jape this chemical C is up next. He, uh as I mentioned earlier, Jape going mm. for a hat trick of choice prize wins. And I don't think anybody would begrudge it to him either. I think like he's definitely one of my favourite artists and I think he's kind of mm, maybe this album isn't wholly different to Ocean of Frequency. Not that it has to be. It's also probably not as good an album as that i would say but there are some tunes on it like uh absolutely animals is great um and ribbon 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 which he made with connor from villagers oh yes i remember that that was a standalone single and then he put it on the album but uh i thought the actual title track was really good um this chemical c what i really what i like about shape is the songs are kind of malleable that uh, you know i've seen have you seen that um press record uh, session where he does this chemical C with just like an acoustic guitar, a Spanish guitar in his own. I don't uh, think I've seen that. No, uh, check it out. It's like it's really surprising. You know, he, he's kind of got a lot of uh, like. There's a lot of production in his in his music, but you can definitely like the vast majority of it. You can strip away the kind of any bells and or whistles, and like there's a, a solid foundation of a song there. Like you know, it's, he's he's a really strong writer. I think he's kind of a guy who um, the begrudgers are kind of coming out against a little bit more i don't know if you've noticed this but so many people just and and this doesn't just go for jape it goes for mm. another couple of bands i think that you could probably apply it to the galaxy as well that 
you see them on so many festival bills and people are just kind of like, oh, they're playing again. Oh, yeah. look at that. You know, Jape, the Galaxy, blah, blah, blah. Whereas it's not really their fault that everybody wants, or that they pull a good crowd or they put on a good show. I was going to say, it's not their fault that they're the most affordable act that can play <laughs> in Bally Buffet that weekend. Um, I'd imagine that is part of it too. But yeah, no, it's it's not, you know, like you, you, you kind of, you don't look an opportunity in the face in Irish music. I don't think you just take it if you can, uh, if it's afforded to you. So there wouldn't be any begrudging on that side. Um, I think he's been getting flack. Have you seen that Pugwash? Yes. Twitter spat thing. Fucking, well, it's not actually, that's unfair to say. Uh, well, initially, spat, in, like. initially it would have been unfair to say because it was something to do with the the drummer of what one member like commented on his Facebook page before like some gig that he was doing at the Book of Brass Band or something that ah you're shite and you shouldn't have won the fucking choice prize you know and all this and I think your man your man Richie seems fairly sound they got Jape himself um but like yeah that was pretty ridiculous and then the, the main dude Thomas Walsh Walsh uh, from Pogwash kind of was like weighing in on Twitter. No, it was just ridiculous. It was ridiculous, yeah. Um, and and he he was on um, Joe Rooney. I thought you were going to say Duffy, and I was just going to abandon this podcast to go <laughs> listen to that right now. Um, he was on Joe Rooney's uh, podcast, just kind of giving out stink that uh, Pugwash never won a choice prize, or I don't know where they nominated or something. They were nominated, and yeah. Jay took it the second oh, for okay, a second yeah, one, yeah, yeah. and like. Uh, Pugwash are grand, but it's just, you know, okay, like, we we do like the Beatles 63 to 65, too. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so the Galaxy are up for the club, their second album. I talked to Michael from the band kind of about this and more on the last episode of The Point of Everything. And I realized just beforehand, before I interviewed him, you know, I was like, mm. oh, I haven't listened to the club enough. I must listen to that. And so I, I've pretty much had it on repeat since. It's okay. It's like a lot, mm, it's a lot better than I thought it might be. Mm. You know, it wasn't like, they're a really good live band. I think like their set of the Electric Picnic in 2012, uh, headlining the second stage or, well, certainly the last band on the Saturday night Mm -hmm. on the second stage was one of the most fun gigs that I've ever been at. And the album really, really holds up. I, I said to Michael, you know, oh, it's a real party album, but do you ever feel like, oh, you need to, do you ever feel bad that you don't have kind of more introspective lyrics or, you know, <laughs> stuff like that? But he was saying that uh, the album is actually, you know, there are songs on there like Put the Chain On, which are kind of, you know, deeper than just a party song, which I, do, I still don't really hear, but uh, I don't know. I think that as like a good fun album, it's certainly one that I would reach for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's a good way to describe. I suppose a fun album. I don't know. There's there's kind of like a lot of irony and humor in there that I think I don't know. It just doesn't uh, that, that you'd only that, get if you're in on the not a, not in on the joke because they're not a joke band. They're like really. Are you? <laughs> are you sure? Um, yeah. But like, what was that one? Show for show for love. What have you got to show for love? Spelled C H A U F F E U R. Is that how you spell show for? I think so. Um, and it's just like okay you know it the thing that just jumps out in my head i it was just i don't know something like that's just really obvious i just think of that uh that mcbain line that's the joke <laughs> so, you know um it's i don't know there i'd reach for other synth pop stuff like if i was going for that genre i don't think it brings anything to it that makes me go holy shit what was that sound or you know 
um for yeah fun party music maybe yeah if you're into that totally and friend of the show sanita has got probably the two best songs on the album as well tell me twice and a and a m l a i think that well love system is on there as well which i think is one of the best irish songs of the past 10 years but mm. uh those two Sin- songs that sanita uh sings on are just absolutely brilliant and then the last song on the album freeway flyer is kind of completely different to everything that goes before it and it i don't know i think it's a really strong quietly diverse album um i actually i've only heard one of the songs that sanita did again it just didn't just didn't stick i don't know they're like even with the artwork and the irony and stuff like that i mean that's uh, humor is great humor is i don't think humor is good in music but i think when there are kind of jokes in there or like what seem to be obvious jokes i don't know maybe i'm misreading everything it's nah. no what is what is it larry david says no good no, no good. good. <laughs> no good. Uh, Colin McAnimera is up for And Now the Weather. And if you're going for kind of um, the album that best reflects Ireland at the moment, I guess that that might be the one that you would pick to win because he's from the frames and it's very much kind of a a gloaming adjacent album. And a, a gloaming appendage. Um, Not that that's a bad thing. It's an absolutely no. gorgeous album as well. Uh, I actually no. If I could, I'd have to throw my hands up and say that I haven't listened to to his album. Although, if, if we're talking titles, he gets my choice prize. That's an, that's a fantastic name for an for album. and now the weather and now the weather. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, what can I? He's the violin player, if I am not mistaken. Yep, of the frames. And is it kind of a traditional? Tell, tell educate me. Tell me a little bit it, about it. If you indulge, it, me. it's just kind of very much like of of the um the gloaming kind of sound you know like i'm not well versed enough in my folk or my trad to be able to make definitive claims about it um but it's really enjoyable Mm. listen really relaxing listen as well um and yeah well for the sake of diversity i suppose it's you know again i gotta throw my hands up and say i haven't heard it but you know having a traditional irish album or something with a bit of you know, I suppose that's that's the most diverse thing that I've probably heard come off the list so far. In yeah. The, in sense that you know, I don't know how how the choice has kind of reflected the full range of music that's out there, um, or releases that haven't gone out in terms of you know trad, electronic. Folk. Well, yeah, I mean that that's a <clears throat> thing that's always leveled at it is that it's all kind of. Populist. similar type stuff yeah i mean i don't think that a rap album has been nominated maybe oh man can't remember the name of it but there might have been one early on uh that i, I can't think of their name now but yeah i oh, mean oh i know they can see it in my mind's eye but grandmaster in the flash no no <laughs> okay i don't know anything about rap <laughs> wait is he kind of like uh like apex twin was he born in limerick or something grandmaster flash no um maybe i don't know i'll have to look into his bio um anyway, i'm way too on it I'm, I'm way too not informed about irish rap music to to be fighting this corner well yeah i mean whatever about the quality of it like mm. um maybe there should have been something on it by lethal dialect a couple of years ago or something <laughs> maybe, so maybe that is a good way of uh maybe maybe the mandate does hold true indicative of irish music at the time or you know irish rap non-existent or just not not seen or heard uh, not to underplay it because I think they're, you know, I don't know enough about Irish rap and, and or hip hop uh, to know if there's anything. 
yeah. are great out there but it does seem to be something like like metal it's kind of been relegated somewhat in the in the press to second place when when stuff's being written about messiah jane the expert yeah that was a band i was trying to think of now this i have to hear was nominated in 2006 the year the divine comedy one pretty sure that might be the only for the comic news. rap album that was that was nominated messiah j were class uh i never no i, I don't know um i haven't heard any of their stuff or seen them uh, I, think, I think they released two albums and i don't think that they're together anymore but definitely check them out. That's the really alarming thing about looking over the the shortlists over the years, the number of bands that kind of, like when you said Super Extra Bonus Party Order, and when I read that yesterday when I was having a look at this for the podcast, I was like, oh, wow, Jesus, that is a name I just have not heard in a long time. Yeah. Um, well, they kind of went on hiatus. I think that they might be doing more stuff this year, getting back together. They released a second album, Night Horses, but it's kind of like, they're probably the band most associated with the Choice Prize, but for all the wrong reasons, as in they won and everybody was like, why is this winning? I've never heard of it <laughs> uh, for, for their self-titled debut album. And everyone kind of got a little bit angry that it won. And yeah, um, I, I think that it's a really good album, but I mean, begrudgers are going to begrudge, I guess. That's the way it's going to be. Uh, I'm just going to check. I'm curious to see because I looked at it yesterday, but off the top of my head, I can't remember who was on the short list uh, for that year. What what year was it? 2009? It was early on. Yeah. Early on. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, Duckworth Lewis. 2007. Bro. That is way back. Wow. Uh, but, but, when Roisin Murphy was, was nominated as well. She's up. We're going to talk about her next. Oh, and Stanley Super 800. A Cork band. Cork band. You know, fine Cork band, yeah. Um, I never actually, I never got to saw them. I never got to saw them live. I never got to see them live, but uh, I've heard some recordings and I've heard various reports from over the years that they're, they were a fairly mental live band. Kind of looking at the shortlist now, like there's a couple of bog standard um, landfill indie bands like The Flaws. <laughs> Land, um, landfill indie Landfill bands. indie, yeah. Uh like De Laurentos, I think, would would probably agree now that um In Love with Detail probably doesn't stand up anymore, hence why they only play one song. Or the last time I saw them, they only played one song off it. David Garrity from Bell X One, isn't he? Was up for Kill Your Darlings that year as well, another kind of really boring album. I mean Kathy Davy Tales of Silver Sleeve would probably be the only album that I would put up as kind of having the quality of super extra bonus party uh now that makes sense yeah no i did i'm reading loud and clear or in the words of super stanley or stanley super 800 louder and clearer um yeah there's no i'm just looking through there god yeah that's it like christ i'm trying to think if i've even heard one of these albums i would have heard some of the super extra bonus party stuff at the time but it wouldn't have it wouldn't have carried with me uh, to the point where I would have gone to see him live or whatever. The flaws kind of like, I've no idea. Yeah, oh. you don't really need to. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, was it, is it Rags or the Flaws that Anderson, you know Anderson? He Anderson, probably should have been nominated this year. Yeah, He's probably the, the biggest sells, omission. Sells his records. Yeah. Uh, he probably should have been I heard a mad, I, I read something really interesting for just while, while his name came up about a, uh, his appearance at Hardworking Class Heroes last year, he played one. He played the gig. Apparently, he was, uh, according to a reviewer for like either Golden Plecker State or Thin Air, uh, one of the one of the well-known Irish music blogs. He was playing and he was giving out throughout the set, and at one point remarked, 
I thought these gigs were supposed to be packed or something like <laughs> that. Um, and I'm not verifying that as a fact. I read it on a, a website, but that is, if it's true, that's gas. <laughs> we continue with the shortlist. We have four more bands to get Sorry, through. Sorry, yes, back on point. Roisin Murphy is up for Hairless Toys. She sold out Bicker Street. Olympia. No, Olympia. First um, Irish gig in, I don't a know long how many years. Is she someone who you associate with Irish music? Uh, no. She kind of seems almost otherworldly. Uh, no? Yeah. Yeah. Otherworldly. Or would you just say English? Yeah. Um, well, that's well, that's where she made her success. I had to listen to, what was the name of the band? Maloko? Yeah. I've been absolute like she kind of came back onto the scene fairly recently. I think she had a child and was on before this album, or that's why she kind of took a, a step away oh, from okay. making yeah. albums. Um, and she has been away for like five years. Yeah, I think longer. She had a, a kid. I think uh, I don't know. I listened to people. People were going to go. Oh, you know, I'm a loco, and would kind of start singing snippets at me. And I don't know. Just now, no, no. Uh, I'd listen to some stuff. Out. Now, Maloka just didn't fly with me at all, but I'd listen to some stuff off Hairless Toys and that flew even lower. Oh, wow. People I just love don't that get album. It. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, under, well, I know, I'm I, I'm playing, maybe I'm just playing Dead Devil's Advocate constantly here, but I don't know if that's even the correct use of that phrase. Uh, it <laughs> doesn't, she's just seems like one of these people, or musically at least, that says, you know, but like, I'm a weirdo, like, I'm just, I'm a weirdo. And when whenever I hear somebody, kind of say that it's just like that's the last thing i'm gonna think when i look at you it's just i don't know it just seems very clever in terms of its marketing and stuff like that but like there was nothing memorable in any of the any of the singles or videos that i watched off this uh, it was there's that is a title track or is that a title track uh hairless toys i'm not sure i don't have the the track listening in front of me and my memory is really really terrible yes it was a video where i don't know there was like a postman at a door and loads of weird stuff happened like all the other videos i saw i don't know it just didn't it's kind of seems to be pushing kind of like oh it's lynching musically speaking and visually too somewhat i don't know apparently she's like the queen of like she she's like really revered in the drag queen scene in san francisco i watched oh, yeah? like a 15 minute documentary about uh how she kind of like really kicked off uh a lot of avant-garde stuff in the drag queen scene the drag scene in san fran uh in the 90s really a total aside but fair play i guess kind of after maloko got big i think it was maloko like she was kind of yeah maloko would have been big yeah yeah maybe I think it was kind of at the same time and just as she was kind of starting to do her own solo stuff. But yeah, like check it out. It's worth, it's, it's worth the watch. It's a, it's, a, it's a curious watch. And Soak is next up with Before We Got How To Dream. She's only like 18 now, maybe 19. Mm. Um, Bridie Mons Watson. And she kind of made her name off Sea Creatures, which is probably still the standout track of uh, her debut album, which was nominated for the Mercury Music Prize. She mm. didn't win it, but she's certainly traveling the world off this album. She's doing amazing things. I think she was over in, she might still be over in Australia and New Zealand. Touring the world. At the moment, yeah. Um, uh, the album is good. I saw her at the Triscoll last year. And again, I thought it was good. But, you know, sometimes you think, oh, it's kind of the age, which is kind of getting a lot of people excited. Stripes Syndrome. Yeah, just kind of like, oh, she could be brilliant in a couple of years. She's amazing now sort of thing, you know? And yeah. It's kind of like, give her space, give her time. And I hope that she does um, really good. I mean, the, the album is full of 
good pop songs, but mm. um, I don't think it's the best album on the shortlist. Uh, yeah, I. How actually, just speaking of age, how old is Sea Creatures? That would that's like one of the yeah that, that is that's a song that's more than two years old. That least. yeah, that's maybe even four four or five years old. Yeah. She wrote that when she was like. I think she wrote it when she was 14 and you can kind of tell from the lyrics, you know, involving mm. a, a fish. Yeah. And I think that's like, you know, it's the thing that carries. It's really endearing. And I think maybe the age does have something to do with it. I mean, she's not probably not going to play that when she's like 30. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not so much. The style of the song, again, never appealed to me hugely. I think it is interesting some of the production on the album because I know for a long time it was just voice and guitar or like it was really Spartan uh, in terms of the way her mm. songs were arranged for recordings. So certainly like any time she appeared in like other voices or one of these shows that was just kind of voice and guitar. And I thought uh, I, I thought it was interesting how the production was uh, kind of fleshed out the arrangements of the song and uh, for for the album. And it was uh, Tommy McLaughlin from Villagers. formerly of Villagers yeah. who uh, who recorded it and who's in her band at the moment. Yeah, he's part of the touring band is yeah. from what I've read. Um, yeah, I thought it was interesting. Actually, what's the status there in terms of Irish, Northern Irish acts obviously do get get a look in in terms of the... I would the think choice. so, yeah. Mm. Uh, um, as in she's from Derry or Belfast, isn't she? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I'm not sure exactly what the what the protocol there is. I don't want to go into it in case it's too political. Not that I have yeah. a, not that I'm particularly bothered either way. But uh, villagers' darling arithmetic is next up on the list I have in front of me, which I presume is in alphabetical order. And if girl band don't win, then I expect villagers will win for darling arithmetic, which mm. would be their second win. Uh, it's an album that I love, but I also love villagers um, anyway, and it's kind of. A complete departure from them is in like uh it doesn't sound like either of their previous two albums uh connor recorded them all himself which yeah. which he did for the first album as well but it's all mostly acoustic and it's a lot more introspective and more revealing i guess about himself as in like it's it's kind of his coming out album and and yeah. so it's quite powerful in that respect i mean you can hear courage and you know that it almost tell you everything that you need to know Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to. Sorry, I'm just gonna. I'm. I, I do actually really. I do like um that album, uh, and it's the first Villagers one that's really stuck with me. I kind of felt that his songwriting was a bit too whimsical and a bit too kind of steeped in metaphor. Before I don't know, it just didn't really appeal to me. But like the the kind of the personal touch on this album and just the kind of the, I know there seems to be a bit more depth to the lyrics. The fact that he's not kind of using the third person as a as a way of getting around writing about maybe himself or his experiences. Uh, yeah, it definitely resonated with me um, because I just, the, the, the villagers thing kind of flew over my head for the first two albums. But this one really, yeah, Courage in particular is an excellent song. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry. I was just, I paused at the, at the, the end of your statement there because I was kind of lingering on um, what you said about it telling you, like, how do you mean it tells you everything you need to know? Like courage, um. Oh, just as in like Connor coming out. Mm. That's that's curious because I, I don't know. I just I didn't read it specifically as being a song about sexuality. It, I, I definitely I just interpreted it straight about kind of just uh, disintegration of relationship. Um, but maybe I don't know. 
I didn't know this music stuff was supposed to be subjective. Um, but yeah, that's definitely been part. I think that that, that was kind of, that I know that was for certain, that was kind of part of what the album was about. And there was, because it was around the referendum and stuff like yeah. that. And he was, he was kind of the face of, or, or he was certainly a face on the, in, in the terms of uh, well-known people pushing for the yes vote in terms of music and all that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good album. I thought that you would have liked Villager's second album. Uh, Strikes me as kind of, you know, you'd like that guitar sound. I know it just didn't. The, the waves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that is a good sound. I know it, it, that is a kind of a nice hybrid. And I did actually like the version that they've been doing. I do like the version of that that they've been doing with just like the, oh, the harp and piano. Yeah, it is yeah. really, again, not dissimilar to Jape. You know, um, the song is at the root of it all, not the kind of everything that's around it and like production or whatever. Uh, yeah, Waves was a good song. Um, he Was that a, Occupy uh, Your Mind? Was that a standalone? Yeah, that kind of came afterwards. Yeah, the kind of like, I don't know, did he support Muse for the tour before I know, that? Yeah. Yes, it's certainly not one of their best songs. But uh, it was really impressive feat that he recorded and mixed the album himself. I don't know. I didn't. Re- Did he do that with the first album? I don't know. Um, yeah, because I thought I'd heard you say that. It, it, I, I thought it was. He recorded. He recorded all the stuff himself <clears throat> mm. on the oh, first okay. album as well, at, like the barn at his house or something like that. Hmm. But um, and and like he came from the immediate where they all swapped instruments. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so. He's adept at all the instruments. Young Wonder, the last band on the Choice Prize shortlist this year, they're up for Birth, which was released uh, on the Feel Good Lost label. Uh, Young Wonder, who I've seen like so many times over the years, and they they got a lot more confidence going, you know, as they went on. Mm-hmm. Everything supported um, St. Vincent and Wild Beasts last yeah. year. And yeah, the, al- the album is good. I don't really know what more to say about it other than like it's an enjoyable listen it wouldn't be the first on the short list that i would uh that i would spring for to press play yeah not my thing i was to be honest i was really surprised that they didn't make the the, the song uh short list i would have thought that they would have had more of a look in than like you know a good number of the bands that are down for top song but yeah only, only when i had, was kind of forced to think about it they did don't get a huge look in in terms of radio play which is really surprising because red fm support them look in nationally i would have said yeah yeah but um maybe the odd track on like paul McLoon or i'd Ed, say well i would Ed. i don't think i think dan Hegarty would would, would and dan Hegarty, yeah, yeah but like i would have thought that they would have tipped more into the kind of um today fm like yeah the today fm kind, kind of, of tony like, fenton type stuff yeah, um, and and there are some kind of really good pop songs on there. Um, to you is a great song. Uh, Birth is really really good. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I think some of the production is quite nice. The textures and sounds used, but it's kind of like if you played one song, would I be able to differentiate it from the last one? It's just yeah, you think nah? I don't know. Not my, not my thing. Yeah, nah, nah. Um, it sounds like you're kind of like me that you think if girl band don't win, then villagers will get it. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Well, that in terms of what I'd hope for, in terms of what to expect, I don't. You know, like it's it's a it's an award that con- you know courts a certain amount of controversy and public dissent because of maybe both the choices that are made. Ha- sorry, uh, pun not intended. Um, the choices of, for the shortlist and the winners. 
um, they both seem to, you know, I, no, you're never going to satisfy everyone. Um, and maybe that's oh, why no. <laughs> I know it's a sad life. Um, you're not going to satisfy everyone. So, you know, it's a bit redundant to be kind of arguing, you know, get, you know, getting as hung up about it as some people seem to. Um, but, you know, I think I think it all needs to whatever about how people feel about the choices or the choice of uh, albums that made the shortlist. I think what you really, you know, what you have to what it ultimately has to hang on at the end of the day is the mandate or, you know, mission statement or, you know, as far as the website goes, the about of the choice music award, which is that it best the album that best represents Irish music that year and looking through past years I'm not so you know I wouldn't be my arm wouldn't be twisted into thinking that oh that was indicative of Irish music that year or you know I can't I can't think of a step of off the, off the top of my head I don't I don't think of one man ago they definitely deserve to win that year uh, but then again I'm not really sure what it is that they are so deserving to win or what it is that they are winning what's the acclaim aside from the 10 grand which is pretty nice I guess <laughs> Um, but I'd be delighted for Girl Band to win. I think uh, Villagers is would be my second. And who's most likely to win? I know it's kind of anyone. Again, it's anyone's game. Yeah, I mean, you could probably just say status-wise that Roisin Murphy is probably up there with a, with a shout as well, just because there's a couple of judges from England, uh, from Radio X. Phil and Taggart. Phil is, Taggart, yeah. So he's definitely going to be going for Girl Band, no fucking question. So yeah, the, yeah, the judging panel was. I thought I'm just curious about the judging panel because I looked at it yesterday and it seemed fairly eclectic. I thought, I thought it was funny. Louise McSherry is on it. I mean, I was watching an interview that she conducted with Girl Band and she specifically stated that she would never play their music on their radio on her radio show because how would I get away with that? I just think that's a bit strange. Joe Harrington, he's from Cork. Yeah, yeah, he has done Green to Red from now and then. Um, or Red Green, the Red FM Irish show on Oh, Sundays. yeah, yeah. He's not with Red FM anymore. He's with uh, Joe Dada'i. Oh, yeah. Now. Uh, and Tom Dunn, who's great. Um, yeah, James Hennicott from Golden Plek. I think he would have read some stuff. Ed Smith. Time to judge the judges. Um, yeah, it's certainly good to see that they've, from my, what I remember of former ju- you know, judging panels of years gone by, that they've shaken it up a bit and kind of maybe gone for... Not as many kind of obvious choices. Um, seems to be a good, yeah, a good mix. Um, but you know, I hope Girl Band win. That's it. Yeah, and does it does it show how healthy Irish music is um, in twenty fifteen slash sixteen? That presupposes that there is a, a level of health there, which is which is which is sufficient to to, to yeah, pass comment. Yeah, I on. suppose that you could you could say it on like different levels of health. Yeah, um, like is there yeah, feel, eclectic? I mean, I suppose you know, like does it, it show it how diverse? It things certainly are? does. Yeah, I think this year's shortlist shows that there is a bit more eclecticism, uh, or there there is a bit more kind of uh, variety out there. I'd imagine I did. I not, I've given up on all social media, so I have no idea what people's reaction to that shortlist was. I think I think that it was kind of like, oh, this is Damn, actually quite good. I didn't give out about that yeah. one. Oh, you've given you've given up on social media. Is that a, a New Year's resolution? It's a poison chalice one. Um, but I'm trying to yeah, let me see one. So ham sandwich, they're indie. Um, I'm just like looking at the um, 
the mixture of labels. So the, yeah, there are two indies on there, Feel Good Lost and uh, Route 109A. And, uh, well, I know Feel Good Lost put out other acts uh, as well, but I know they're an indie label. And But I know Ham Sandwich only put out, that. that is their own label, Route one, oh, okay. 109A. So it is interesting to see some indies lobbed in with majors there. Uh, in terms of the health of Irish music, I see two major labels <clears throat> with Irish um, subsidiaries and, and Stefan Neifa, <laughs> I was warned, and by one or two bands who had signed to these, to, 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 to the labels I'm talking about. So there's a huge difference between Warner and Warner Ireland and Universal and Universal Ireland and, you know, perception is everything. I'm totally rambling now, but the health of our, the Irish music scene, does it reflect it? Yeah, I think it reflects the, the diversity that's out there. Do you think there's any, do you feel there was any kind of major omission? Well, Anderson, I suppose, would be the main one. I, I remember no. kind of... Sorry, sorry, that was really rude. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, go up. No, I just remember when the shortlist came out, I kind of had, you know, three or four other um, albums in mind, which might have made it, none of which I can kind of think of at the moment, which is kind of pretty bad, I suppose. Mm. Or maybe, maybe it's just good on the choice prizes uh, shortlist that, you know, it's actually quite good. They kind of nailed it. And I mean, Girl Band and Villagers would be my top two albums probably from last year from Ireland. Hmm. Uh, so either of them when I'm going to be happy. I'm not going to be that angry either if neither of them win. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know, do you have to apply to to, 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 to get the choice? Like, do you, is there, who? who I don't, does, I don't like, think is so. It, is it just kind of, is it the self-fulfilling prophecy like the Grammys where you have to submit yourself in order to win? It's kind of the same with uh, the Mercury as well, though. I think that you pay a fee to be considered for the Mercury or something, so, or the label pays a fee. That's not surprising. Yeah, I was just curious. no. I, I was I was wondering if they if they, if they just gonna if it is something you had to submit for. But I, as far as I can remember, it doesn't seem to be the case. I, I don't think so. No. But uh, best luck to everyone. Yeah, we'll leave it there. Yeah. Girl, girl band for the win. Yeah. That, as, as the Galaxy, as Michael from the Galaxy called it last year, it's a girl band choice prize. Girl band choice prize. It's my choice. It's your choice, judges. Make it the right choice. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Owen.